the Pillars of Health podcast with strength coach John Carroll, coming to you from the Movement Lab in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're about to dive into everything you need to know when it comes to strength and conditioning, nutrition, sleep, and stress management. Check us out on movementlabrally.com and coachjohncarroll.com. And now your host, John Carroll. All right, guys, welcome to the Pillar of Health podcast with me, John Carroll. I'm very excited to have Wade Lightheart on the podcast today. Welcome, Wade. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. So we're going to get into how digestion optimization transforms metabolism and muscle growth in just a second. But Wade, I just want to, we have a little kind of, you know, routine we get into here on the podcast, and it's just uh, an icebreaker question. So for you today, we have, I just want to ask you about your experience with gang members and where you inadvertently got caught up moving some banned nutraceuticals because I read up on your your bio and this one just intrigued <laughs> me. So, <laughs> yeah, years ago I was uh, running a a health food supplement shop, uh, and uh, what I was I was kind of fresh out of the country turnip truck guy, and what I didn't realize is that a number of my clients were actually gang members and. Uh, so inadvertently, they uh, I was getting invited out to various parties, and then I, I I got some some products slipped to me, I guess that I wasn't really prepared for. We're outside <laughs> of the nutraceutical realm, and and then I had various people that wanted to use my store as a distribution hub, and so uh, fortunately I was able to navigate out of that situation. But yeah, it was okay. kind of a just naivete. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a Sons of Anarchy episode right there, right? <laughs> yeah, it really was. And I actually had a friend who I didn't realize who ended up buying that store that got kind of he was buying that store for that reason, and he ended up into quite a bit of trouble later on. So uh, right. fortunately, I sidestepped that. Okay. Okay. Cool. So yeah, and uh, just to kind of touch back on your bio. I mean, this is this is quite an intriguing life story so far, if you will. So um, I want you to just go ahead and kind of fill everybody in on your background and how you ended up on the path to like trying to understand digestive health. Sure. So uh, grew up in rural Canada, played hockey like a lot of kids. At 15, I had three life-changing experiences. One, we moved to uh, our lake resort. My parents were caretakers of it. So 500 acres in the middle of the woods, five miles to my nearest neighbor. The telephone poles ended on our line, dirt road kind of thing. I used to take a snowmobile out to catch the bus. And uh, so that was changed me. It took me out of my normal social circles, my, my patterns and stuff. So I spent a lot of time by myself and a lot of time thinking. So I didn't like it at the time, but I see that served me later on in life. Second thing, my sister was diagnosed with cancer, a form of Hodgkin's disease. and watched over the next four years. She went through the medical model before she died at the age of 22. She was four years my senior. And that had a big impact on me by the standpoint is I, I realized I, I, I got you know, bone crushing evidence at an early age that, hey, your health isn't a guarantee. Life isn't a guarantee. And so the the flip side, the positive side of it was, is that that allowed me to kind of take more chances, take more risks, do more things and and not settle. Third thing is uh, my sister, and this all happened like literally within a very short period of time. And my sister gave me a bodybuilding magazine, had Troy Zuclato on the cover, Mr. California winner. There was two pretty girls on there. And I was like, wow, man, maybe, maybe if I get pretty girls if I have muscle, you know, <laughs> gripping out of my mind with right. testosterone as every 15-year-old boy is. So I bought the Joe Eater lie and and, and started uh, – bought myself a weight set and put that in the barn and uh, started training, listening, you know, reading Arnold Schwarzenegger books and oh, – yeah. 
all that sort of stuff and yeah. and uh, went went on to study exercise physiology at the University of New Brunswick and then from there started transiting into high performance bodybuilding had a coach Scott Abel mentored me and then I also uh, which which peaked you know moved at various parts of the industry went into the supplement industry went into you know first as an athlete and as an advocate and then owning my own store and then eventually manufacturing my own products later on but in 2003 uh, my bodybuilding career hit its, hit a peak where I was able to compete at the Mr. Universe contest. And I did it as a vegetarian, which was very unusual, mm. especially then there was no protein powders for vegetarians, anything like that. Right. I wanted to prove something. And so I did it without drugs and without, and, and without animal products. And I'm not a vigilante vegan or anything like that, but I, I, I just wanted to bust through some myths. But I was trying to apply a meeting and men- mentality to performance training as a vegetarian which didn't work out very well and I left me with some digestive health issues after the Mr. Universe contest I always say I went from Mr. Universe to Mr. Marshmallow I gained (laughs) 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks after that contest my body was in a state of completely you know trashed and I met a doctor he started teaching me about he told me something that always stayed with me he said Wade you've learned I said what happened I, I've got the best coach in the world I've got Spartan discipline I've been at the 16 years I'm you know at the pinnacle of what most people would say cosmetic fitness and the reality was is I'm I'm messed up and he right. says Wade he said you've learned to build the body from the outside in you haven't built the body from the inside out and so I went on um, high dosage of enzymes probiotics some whole food mineral supplements I went on a raw food diet and literally rebuilt my diet my my health in about six months got to my performance levels didn't have the aches pains brain fog nothing else tweaked that out over four years and then made a comeback mm-hmm. so I retired and I came back got ready for a couple more national championships, won everything, did better at the Worlds, felt great, didn't have the side effects. And after that, I started teaching it around the world. Wow. (laughs) That is quite the journey. And uh, it is phenomenal to look back and see that you won like these, because you have three uh, Canadian natural bodybuilding titles, correct? Yeah, three times. So 13 titles, uh, five different weight classes, in two world championships uh, i didn't win the world championships but uh, and three national titles so yeah wow. i had a pretty good pretty good career with a guy with not very good genetics right. so you know i wasn't in a genetic elite like a ronnie coleman or a flex wheeler or someone like that right. but uh, i did the best i could and got to the world championship level and from that i learned a lot yeah yeah now that uh, that interaction you had with your doctor who you know obviously that line was very profound but how you built your body from the outside but not from the inside out right and um, did that kind of spur you to look into that digestive health realm? Oh, yeah, 100% yeah. because I, I rec- recognize that obviously something wasn't working here. Right. And I bought into the, 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 the myth that you, you need one gram per pound of body weight. But what the, 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 the incompleteness of that statement is because it's not taking into effect. It's a single canal from your mouth to your anus. Mm-hmm. And the reality is the food is inside your digestive system. It's not inside the cells as energy units or it's not inside the cells as building blocks. And there is a specific process that, it, that goes on in your body from, you know, in order to allow you to digest, absorb, utilize the products that you are eating, whatever diet you're following. Mm-hmm. And what's happened in the last 150 years is – Humans have solved one of the biggest issues, and that is starvation, not in insufficient calories, insufficient nutrients. And that's through our monoculture food production as well as our food distribution channels. And the impact of that, although we solve that problem, is we, we, we set ourselves up because our definition of food was incomplete. It didn't include 
the elements of enzymes and probiotics, which were essential to all food diets and, and, and natural to whether you're consuming a carnivore diet or a plant-based diet, you got the enzymes, you ate in a live state, you got the bacteria. And as all species on the planet eats uncooked food and they don't go to a grocery store and they don't have preservatives and chemicals and dyes and agents and herbicides and pesticides and fungicides and all this, <laughs> that, that, that didn't exist for, yeah. for hundreds and hundreds of years. So we solved starvation issue with all this technological advancements but because of our incomplete definition of food we miss the elements on enzymes and probiotics which are the two workers that do everything inside the body mm -hmm. and not including that as an essential component of our food strategy and, and if you and I'm, I'm a classically trained nutritionist right you know mm -hmm. that's what I took I'm a sports nutritionist and I've done this for years and there's always a little brushing over of enzymes. Yeah. And now, and, 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 and that was it. But we got into this, you know, I got into that 15 years ago because of my own challenges. I realized where people were going to end up at some point in life. I just got there faster, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And th that was like, okay, I can change this. And I had the good fortune of coaching now. It was well over 15,000 people all around the world, different backgrounds, genetics, social programming, you name it. Mm -hmm. And we started adding enzymes and probiotics into their diets and all of a sudden everything else improved. And it's just across the board, universally applicable. I haven't seen anybody that doesn't get benefits from this whole process. And what I realized is we had actually discovered an, an, an unrealized or unobserved or unfocused uh, aspect of what it actually takes to build your body. And you need enzymes that they're part of every chemical reaction. By the There's over 25,000 different enzymatic pathways that are required in the body. They're catalysts. They speed up results. And it's inversely related to the longevity of any living organism as given by Dr. Edward Howe 60 years ago. And so the implications of that on our society are huge. And so we're here to message that out to people and let them know that there's uh, options for them. Yeah, and that's, that's really something like you just said. It really gets glossed over, not just in like nutrition textbooks or teachings, but also just in the in the average, the you know, the everyday message that, you know, the average Joe hears in relation to what does it take for me to get in shape? You know, so it's like, oh, yeah, you got to eat well, you got to train, you got to get your sleep. But then digestion is kind of, you know, not really in there as a, as a main topic. Right. Yeah. And, and here's the here's the consequence of that right now today. 12% of the emergency hospital visits are gastrointestinal related. That means someone going to the hospital in an emergency situation where they're doing surgery or something like that. Right. We've got 25% of the population on prescription medications for antidepressants yeah, because they can't make the polypeptide chains. They're not digesting their proteins properly to make the because most of your neurochemicals are, are made inside your guts by bacteria. I mean, right. if you don't have bacteria, you're, you're not going to make it. So, we, we have that condition, you know, we've got a third of the population that's suffering from some sort of digestive distress. And the reality is, is this is going to keep growing exponentially. And it's because of that improper definition of food. And, you know, when you're young and you're 20 and 30 and maybe you have the enzymatic potential that you have a lot more flexibility. You, you start getting over that your 30s and 40s and 50s and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I, now that pizza makes my heart burn. Uh, I, if I travel, I, I'm constipated for three days. All these start to things start to add up because it's a cumulative damage over over decades. Right, right. So, so that would answer some questions because, you know, I, I have people coming to me who I train clients and over the years, you know, and they're like, you know, 10 years ago, this isn't, didn't bother me at all when I ate this such and such a food, you know. And so you just kind of hit the nail on the head there when it comes to kind of identifying that cumulative damage, like you said. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think people just, you know, I mean, how does a person, an ordinary person that isn't studying this their whole lives, 
going to know this information. You are not going to get this from the the, the, the three-minute clip on the nightly news or the little excerpt in your local newspaper from a, a trainer, which is oftentimes taken out of context. So the reality is, is if you got to get real uh, solid advice and professionals inside your life to kind of give you the the feedback that you need to get past your biases and 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 you know just lack of education or understanding. Right, right. Yeah, yeah there, there is, is so much information out there. You know, we're in a time obviously where everybody in the palm of their hand has access to the internet now, and so we've been exposed to over stimulation via you know information, and so trying to break down what's good information, what's unnecessary to take in is is like the main challenge for everybody right now and so i really feel like having you on the podcast getting that message out in relation to digestion will be a huge positive so yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna backtrack just a little bit into your personal journey right and so when you mentioned after i think it was the uh the mr universe right where, where your body started breaking down can you go kind of go into detail there as to what exactly was happening yeah well that's uh so keep in mind i had been Competing at a pretty high level for several years, I was on a contest diet almost perpetually for two years, just with a three-month break, and that is an extremely stressful condition. I also had a, uh, uh, I was in a relationship with a girl that had some mental health issues, which also created a considerable amount of stress. And so, um, when I went through that, there's a cumulative physiological component, and then, as I would say, there's a psychological, emotional component that was just taxing the system. Right. So, you know, my body just said, okay, we got to stop this dieting or we're just threatened. You know, I just needed to gain weight or something and yeah. reset my metabolism, reset my body. Uh, and yeah, I think a lot of people end up in the, you, you look at, you look at uh, pathologies in virtually every situation of of disease, almost always there is some stressor in the environment which is kind of like the the thing that pulls the trigger. And for me, the cumulative effect of the relationship stuff plus just the sheer cost of the physical performance was, you know, I could go so long but then it it just triggered that cascade and fortunately I I found the right person to help me and that was, I, I got lucky that way. Right. Right. And, and everybody's going to hit this at some point in life. I would say, you know, the human condition is pretty rough. Nobody gets out alive. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> we're just trying to stave off the inevitability That's of the right. end. That's right. Everybody has the same ending at some point, right? So, Correct. Um, yeah, so what, what were some, like, the biggest takeaways into, like, when you first started learning of the real impact of, you know, digestive health and how that could benefit you, what were, like, some of the early takeaways from you on, on that journey? Yeah, well, first thing I started, I went on a rigid thing. I was taking 25 enzymes a day, mm-hmm. actually 35, 25 before each meal, five times a day. And then I was taking five and five on an empty stomach and augmenting with probiotics. And like instantly within the first two weeks, I was like, wow, I don't have this bloated feeling in my gut. I feel great. I, I'm waking up earlier. I, I've got better cognitive function. And, and, and that just continued to increase over the next three months. And uh, my, the doctor told me it takes about 90 days to recondition your gut if you really go strictly on it. And I did. And I followed everything he did. And, and at the end of 90 days, I remember both Matt, my co-founder, by Optimizers, him and I looked at each other. And we went through that. And we're like, 
how could we not start advocating this to other people? And keep in mind, we're both exercise physiologists, both nutritionists, both had achieved a high level of physical development and coaching level with a lot of people. And here was something that was so radically good right. that was like, man, we've got to really get into it. And how do we optimize it? And, that, and so we ended up starting our own company to start working on these things because we realized – where the direction was going way back then 20 years ago and here we are now yeah that is the case now and we're getting a lot more traction in in the environment and people are starting to recognize that hey we we discovered something yeah yeah and i feel like enzymes and probiotics you know are very they're kind of like buzzwords right now you know what i mean like people hear them but they may not fully understand what they're in relation to but digestive health is something that i I totally agree with you it's it's where we need to go in, in you know the general health realm but again i think you know in relation to people understanding what it is they need to do that's where you kind of come in and kind of break down that message <laughs> for a lot of people trying to fix their digestive health what are what, what's your your advice to someone okay if sure you, yeah what's your advice if the, you know step one yeah first two things that i think people should look at is number one increasing their water intake <laughs> that's Just that's right and cue yeah, cr- chronic dehydration is plagues the population, and right. they mistake hunger for actually dehydration. They, they mistake dehydration for hunger. They're actually dehydrated. That's first step. Um, second step probably would do well on some form of intermittent fasting, starting one day a week, and then maybe moving into maybe time restricted eating and stuff like that by giving your digestive system a break. Those two things will cost you virtually nothing. Mm-hmm. And right there, you're going to free up your enzymatic potential and you're going to reduce the stress on your organs and your digestive components and allow your body to start to recover and heal. Those two things, easy to do, you know, three, four liters of water a day, you know, have a water bottle with you all the time, get off all the other, you know, consumer drinks. That's the key. And then reduce the amount of food that you're eating and you can do that gradually and and optimize it. And then once you go from there. You're really all in uh, adding exogenous uh, cultured enzymes, plant-based cultured enzymes that uh, it it just things start to go to turbo as well as uh, the right probiotics to balance the microbiome. Right, right. And for people who perhaps want to fix their digestive health and they see, okay, let me pick up some enzymes and probiotics and they keep on eating the same kind of diet and taking these things, what are they doing wrong there? Well, you, I always say you can't supplement yourself out of a bad diet or a bad lifestyle. And at the foundation of everything is to to get the diet that supports yourself. And, you know, the easiest way to get leverage on yourself is to go off and get some testing. Get a spectrocell analysis, get a Dutch test, get a DEXA scan, get a pulse test and get a, a, at a blood sugar, homo IR, insulin, uh, sugar, insulin. Take those five tests uh, and then maybe a genetics test on top of it for epigenetics to see that. You lay that down and it's going to be very clear where your diet is and what it's doing for you and what you're deficient in. And from there, you're, you're, you, you get a clear snapshot. And when you get that clear snapshot, it's really motivating. You're out of the illusions. You're out of the opinions. Yeah. You're out of your projections. You're out of your condition. You're like, you know what? I'm low in this and this and this. My hormone cascade is not where it needs to be. I'm low in neurotransmitter. My blood sugar is all over the place. And I've got a heart of an 80-year-old. You know what? i got to do something about this. And I think a lot of people are actually scared to get that testing because they know they're not right. The thing is going to happen and they're going to recover or grind Mm -hmm. it out or whatever. And they're silently suffering. 
Right. And I'm here to say, let's stop the stuff. We're here to, on a mission to end physical suffering, activate awesome health. And the reality is, is getting testing, getting accountability and getting a couple, as I call uh, your Jedi counsel, some some real experts that you can trust that will have a straight up conversation with you, what you can do, because right now it's never been better. The technology available, the testing available, sure. it's not that expensive relatively to the benefit. And it's it's a great time to be on the planet. Now, I always get, you know, when it comes to training and, and nutrition, I always get questions like, what's what's the one thing I need to do? You know, and there's never that answer, but I'm going to pose that question to you anyway. What is, what is the single biggest thing someone can do to start fixing their digestion? And you may have mentioned this already, you mentioned something simple, but, uh, you know, for someone who's in a bit of a hole and it kind of seems hopeless, what, what's, their, what's their go-to there? There's three areas. It's going to be enzymes, it's going to be hydrochloric acid, or it's going to be probiotics. And it's probably a combination of the three. Okay. But I would say that 90% of the population that we've dealt with, when they add enzymes, hydrochloric acid, and probiotics, virtually all of their digestive stress goes away. It's just gone. Right. It's one of those elements. And it may be more on particular people than, you know, might be hydrochloric acid for someone else. It might be enzymes for someone else. It might be microbiome for the other person. But all three of those... Uh, just transform people better than anything else. And then again, time-restricted eating, uh, moving away from chemical foods. I mean, eat real food. If it grows, you can eat it. If it doesn't, you throw a box of it in the ground, it doesn't grow a tree, probably not a good idea to eat it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I do have questions for you in relation to the modern diet and how that's kind of setting us back when it comes to digestive health as well, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, we, we solved the food production issue yeah. food production and food distribution and then that's a wonderful uh, you know exciting development in human history but we created a, a variety of problems that we haven't dealt with and that's because of the fundamental uh, misunderstanding that what you consume is not necessarily in your body there is a process uh, of digestion absorption assimilization and utilization mm -hmm. And that needs to transpire in your body so that you can feel healthy. And if you don't do that, you're going to run into problems. Right. Now, in the past, you've done like a raw food vegan diet, you know, when you were yep. competing and, and yep. Mr. Universe World Championships, right? Um, what was that like? Well, it was great. I mean, uh, from a physiological performance side, I, I think it was great. I mean, your mental focus, your requirements for sleep. Just the overall general sense of well-being was extraordinary. Although, as a, uh, it's a little challenging just getting enough protein content as you're, right. you know, 80, 85 grams. And so I was able to augment that with enzymatic supplementation. I don't know if you could do that without it. I think it would be a lot more challenging. Yeah. It was awesome. The only downside of it really was the social implications. I mean, when you're a raw foodie guy very difficult for you to enter into all the social situations not so much that it bothered me but it made a lot of other people uncomfortable if i wasn't eating their food or i wasn't okay. sharing in those things and so when i went away from the raw food diet and i still eat a, a large component of raw food in my diet it just made it a lot more socially yeah. so when in my competitive career i think it was okay to be restricted, I mean, you, you, there's a time to focus and, and, you know, put the blinders on and do that. That's what it takes to be a world-class athlete. Right. But after that, the the benefits uh, physiologically were not sufficient to overcome the sociological implications. And so now I have a much more flexible diet, more entertainment, and, yeah. and it's, it's great. I appreciate it. Nice.
And so kind of like following on from that, you know, what, what were some of the principles, obviously, that you, you took away from like the vegan or vegetarian diets that you kind of incorporate today? Well, the, the, the big first thing I think was, number one, the detoxification of chemicals and agents that are present. And I think a lot of people are attracted to those diets because of a detoxification process. Um, that was a key element. Second thing is eating food in a live state. I mean, every species on the planet eats its food in a live state except right. humans. And the con there's consequences to that. There's advantages and consequences. Right. Right. So those are the two big factors. And then I, I just think kind of an unmitigated thing is the fiber content inside a vegetarian diet is extreme. And if you look at microbiomes, they usually do really well on a high fiber diet. And I think that there's a natural component of building a, a healthy microbiome that, that, that came out of that. And you can augment that with any diet now and that you see that bleed over into the other, uh, I call great food movements. I think there's three great food movements right now. There's the vegetarian movement, there's the ketogenic movement, and there's the paleo movement. And if you actually break it down, there's about 80% crossover in those diets. Right. And, and, you know, about, and it's about getting rid of the chemical agents, eating whole natural foods, yeah. uh, you know, uh, restricting uh, overconsumption of calories, usually with some, some periodic fasting or, or, or whatever. And uh, those principles work universally uh, under those three what look some people would call polar or, or deviant dietary strategies, but the, if you look at the most part, I mean, it's just the result you're looking for. And those tests that I mentioned earlier are going to indicate whether your diet's working for you or not. You can get out of the realm of opinions and theories. Right, right. And it's so funny too when when people come and say, you know, you know, what's better, paleo or you know something else, or bulletproof or something. I was like, well, it depends what works for you. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I think a lot of people, the, the challenge is, is you, they're trying to pigeon a diet as the answer. And it's not a diet's the answer. It's the result that the diet produces. Right. Is your blood sugar stable? Are you able to make the neurotransmitters? Is your body fat percentage inside a healthy rain? Mm -hmm. uh, is your, are you suffering from a lot of protein lesions that are going to damage your heart? You know? These are the elements that you want. And so a diet's job is not to be identified with a diet philosophy. The, the diet's job is to optimize those uh, parameters inside your body. Right. And so that's what we represent at Bioptimizers. Bio uh, bio We're into biological optimization. Number one, how do you overcome whatever challenges? How do you get to kind of a high state? And then how do you push beyond your ordinary natural genetic evolution and, 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 and advance forward, activate various epigenetic components and, and, and be able to kind of function at a, even a higher level than you might have thought possible. Yeah, I love that answer. That's great. I want to get your opinion on the supplement industry because I know you guys at BioOptimizers obviously have some, some supplements going on. And, you know, the supplement industry is one of those that has some regulation there, right? And when people look at supplements in general, I feel like they become overwhelmed by just the pure amount of choice there. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I think the, the problem is, is people kind of randomly shotgun their nutrients without specific. And the good, the good news is, is nowadays we can get like bone crushing specific about the elements that a person needs, right? right. You get a spectra cell analysis and there it is. There's what's missing. There's what you're having trouble with. You get. So, uh, again, it just comes down to getting clear about the testing and, and, and seeing what you really need. And then then choosing your supplements based on on that process. Mm -hmm. You know, do I have low hydrochloric acid levels? Do I have a disbalanced microbiome or am I 
uh, lacking in key elements. Like I'm a vegetarian, for example, and I know that I have to be conscientious of supplementing my diet with B12. I just don't get access to that particular nutrient a lot in my diet. So I'm aware of that and I'm able to monitor that and I'm able to account for that, which is fantastic. And I encourage the same for everybody else because we all have advantages and disadvantages with our own genetic structure and how we assimilate food. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the philosophy we look at it. Let's get out of Get get out of being these echo chambers on social media that, you know, the most extreme version of that person now becomes the de facto spokesperson. And that just leads to chaos and tribalism and infighting. And and we're not people aren't people are trying to be right as opposed to find the truth. Right. And someone is looking at at supplements. Of course, we'll use, you know, by optimizers as a good example here. Where would they start? Well, you know, I, I have a, created a philosophy called the awesome health philosophy, and that's okay. the seven pillars that health kind of goes in. It's air, water, exercise, sunlight, optimizers, mental beliefs, and attitudes, education, testing, coaching. It makes awesome is the acronym. Now, when we get to optimizers and why we called our company BioOptimizers is I looked at the, the single component of everybody is a cell. That's, that's kind of like the, the smallest unit of you. Right. And we're a collection of, say, 100 trillion cells. You know, there's a debate on how many of those are. Uh, obviously, I think Shaquille O'Neal probably has more cells <laughs> than, a, you know, a contortionist at the circus yeah. show, right? I mean, just, you know, he's a 300-pound man and this is a, you know, 80-pound woman. There's going to be differences. But the reality is if you take all these cells, what makes the cell function? We know that it needs it needs air and water in superior qualities and it needs food. So breathing is number one. Water is number second. We also know if we put lock a person in a bed, strap them down, they don't move. Uh, they waste away pretty quickly and every system goes down. So exercise, air, water and exercise. Those are the non-negotiables. Right. Uh, sunlight is the next piece that people have to worry about. And, that, and what that means is when I look at light, I see even our nutrition. I see everything is, is condensed light. And. Everything creates an electrical energy and, a, and, a, and also a vibratory component. And uh, the oscillation rates of everything determines the, the solidity or density of a particular organism. And the sun controls everything in our life, our circadian rhythms, our hormone cycles, the energy production, food production, all this sort of stuff. And we've added all this kind of sunlight interruption technology both by adding sunglasses to our eyes and subjecting ourselves to high amounts of blue light outside of our normal time zones. This has run havoc on billions of years of evolution, circadian rhythms, and it's messing up a lot of people. I mean, right now, 40, this is crazy. Testosterone levels in men mm-hmm. right now are down 40% from testosterone levels in the 1970s, which means the average 20-year-old today in the world has the testosterone levels of a 60-year-old man in their 20s. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay? So why is that? Well, it's the chemical agents, it's the light cycles and stuff. And so when we look at the cells, we look at what does optimize it. We, we know this. The only thing that does work is enzymes and probiotics. So enzymes, probiotics, you need uh, amino acids to get your minerals, minerals to get your vitamins, and then you need essential fatty acids mm-hmm. and the various herbs that can activate or deactivate or, or supplement your diet. Those are the essential components. So in my opinion, your, your nutritional profiles are start with those things first. Second thing, you want to be looking at what foods that you're not bringing into your body through a spectra cell. You can see which thing you're – and then you supplement with the, the particular nutrients that are right for you because you and I – and, and someone else, we could all be taking, let's say, 20 milligrams of zinc a day. 
for me, that's enough. For you, that's not enough. And for the other guy, he needs like 80 grams to get the same amount because of our ability to assimilate that. And and through that, you're able to determine what is the right products for you. And then now you start to see the advantages of supplementation because the right supplement at the right time is transformational. The wrong supplement at the wrong time is just wasted money. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's a really good way of kind of bringing it all together because – Again, I think the the quick fix is always looked for, but it's not always looked for in a whole approach, if that makes sense, you know. And the way you just kind of broke it down, I think it's definitely something that's not out there a whole lot, you know, in relation to when people ask, like, what do I need to do to feel better? What do I need to do to have better digestive health? So I think that's a really good answer, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. We've been working on it for about 30 years. So. Right. <laughs> um, just to kind of touch back on what you said there about, you know, uh, testosterone in men, I, I saw that study that came out, and that is pretty amazing to think that that is the drop that has happened. And, you know, it's the modern lifestyle. It's not just one thing, right? That's just it. It is, a, it is what I would call uh, the disease of industrialization. Yeah. And it's it's plaguing our families. Uh, there's a whole lot of people, you know, and here's the thing for guys. They, they tend not to talk about it. Or they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to see us less than their wives know it. Their relationships know it. They know their guy's not the same guy they married or whatever. They're not feeling the chemistry maybe in their bedroom. Or, and the guy just, just doesn't have that snap or that drive or whatever. And it's because his number one, there's so many elements that testosterone affects and, and positively for men. Mm-hmm that that high estrogen, low testosterone ratio can just wreak havoc with the emotional well-being of men. And we gotta start talking about it, we gotta start identifying it. And I'm not saying go run out and start doing TRT. Oftentimes if you get the right people and start correcting your nutritional stuff, this starts to improve. And then if you do go down that road at some point, uh, you're in better case that you're not gonna run into challenges, you're gonna get the benefits without the liabilities because there's always liabilities. we're not here to give medical advice, but you, you but you see now, I, I see so many young guys in their 30s in the internet world who are on testosterone replacement. Right. They're on testosterone replacement. They're taking modafinil to keep their mental focus going on, right? right? And, 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 you know, in the 30, it's like, where does that end up at 45, at 50, at 60 years old? Like yeah. you can, you know, and so addressing these issues as early as possible, having it Getting your, talking to your partner and your spouse and say, hey, look, i got to dedicate some time to taking care of my health for the long term. We need to start devoting some resources and some time and energy to this. And I think that's just a responsible way to address it. Yeah. And then last of all, I just want to get your take on technology and how it's affecting human health today, especially when it comes to phones, right? Well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, they're not going away. We're, we've basically become a Borg population. Right. Uh, we, you know, we're, we, we literally extend it in order to function in today's world. I mean, right here is a great example. We are using digital technology to yeah. communicate. So technology is always neutral. It's what we do with it. Um, is there some di- some side effects and issues with uh, phone technology, Wi-Fi, you know, the whole 5G thing? I think absolutely those are true. Can we mitigate that and optimize that through counter technologies? I believe that is also true. So I'm not in the camp of get rid of technology. I think there's a lot of advantages to it. But uh, if you throw it under the bus, you'll never take advantage of, hey, I can get all these tests. I can optimize myself. I can change my environment to kind of optimize it and make it healthier than ever through technology or using all these other instruments. So I always say uh, this is where the future is. And the reality is this. We are in a transformational time inside of the human condition, and that is, and there's a great book 
uh, Homo Deus by Yuval Noah Harari. It's on the New York Times bestseller. It's a great book. He wrote Sapiens, the history mm. of humans up to this point. Okay. And then Homo Deus, which is kind of where we are now, which is this rapid explosion of infotech and biotech. Okay, infotech being able to to take large amounts of aggregate data and to come up with some extraordinary commu communications or, 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 or directions through artificial intelligence and data mining and all this sort of stuff. So we can get patterns that are extraordinary helpful in identifying things. The second thing is we're, we're entering into a new era of biotechnology as, as I'm on the kind of that cusp with the what are called now biohackers. And we're finding ways to augment and optimize our, our biological organisms for superior function. And so that's continuing to go. We're into now we're into, you know, first, if you look back, the original biohackers, in my opinion, were the early bodybuilders. And they started augmenting their diets with anabolic steroids. And then that moved into, you know, everything from growth hormone, insulin and, mm -hmm. you know, all these different regulators. Well, now that's kind of creeped into the mainstream population. It's, yeah. it's you know, 20 years ago, if you're on TRT, you were kind of shunned. And now it's like, right. hey, man, I'm on TRT. I feel great. <laughs> you know, so that there's like I'm not on TRT myself, but I'm just saying that this is a common conversation point. Yeah. And genetic, uh, we've, we've dealt with SARMs now, selective androgenic receptors. Now we're getting into peptides. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the list keeps going on and, and they're looking at gene augmentation, genetic engineering, brain enhancement components, which I'm a part of right now using cognitive enhancement. So there is this array of technology and ability that if you have the, t the capital to access it, it's phenomenal. And that's why we have guys like Tom Brady in his 40s playing at such a high level of quarterback capability, which wasn't even possible. Yeah. Uh, and you're seeing this creep into sports, and from that it creeps into the mainstream and into the medical fields. And so I think the trend is great, mm -hmm. uh, and to embrace it, get the testing, go for it, and and uh, enjoy it because we all know it ends up the same way. We all end up in the grave. <laughs> why not? Why not embrace it and, and go for it? Right, right. So, so for, for everyone listening, wait, can you kind of fill everyone in where your website is at, or what the name of your website is, and where they can find you on social media? Yeah, so uh, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, so you can reach us at uh, bioptimizers.com slash pillars. And you put in podcast 10, you'll get a 10% discount on our products. You'll also be able to go there and get the 12-week awesome health course that I give away for free. Basically, it's 84 videos of 5 to 15 minutes cheated that take people through a sequential process of where they put their time, energy, money, resources. I didn't invent all this stuff. I just compiled it in one place. Start here. Go through you can mix and match to all the different things that we do right. uh, inside of that. But it's a great way to set a, a pathway for someone's life to get started, get on the right track and, and start looking at optimizing their biology. Awesome. Awesome. Wade, well, I want to thank you for taking the time today and joining me on the Portals of Health. So much here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I had an awesome time. And uh, everyone listening at home, guys, check out. I'll put that link, the bioptimizers.com uh, forward slash pillars in the show notes. And you guys can access that pretty easily. Until next time, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode of Total Health.